1: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: This is for laughing at how we say turkey tree. And you can't even say Siobhan. For ruining words like banter. And for not caring as much about Ireland versus England as we do. But every year we get one chance. Our horses winning big on your turf. Paddy Power, proud supporters of the Irish takeover at Cheltenham, March 15th to 18th. The Irish are coming. 18 plus play safe. Visit gamblingcare.ie.
1: Welcome back to my take on it with your angelic karma. Oi is Sabado siete de Augusto. Today is Saturday, August 7th. And I got excited this morning because of what I'm going to talk about. I've decided to add a segment called Money Talk. When I started the podcast four years ago, I kind of I fiddled around with that. You know, I throw things out, little topics I want to speak about and see how I feel about it. Then I'll take it away. Then I'll throw it out there. And then I'll wait until the right time. And I got excited this morning about talking about money. Astrologically, those of you that are into astrology, and that's how you found me, you all know that my moon is in Capricorn, most definitely. And Capricorn represents status in the world. It's the 10th house, our status, like that. So I got excited about, I got goosebumps. I got excited about it. I got got happy about the podcast. And I was like let's do this. I'm going to do it. It's very interesting. Money is very interesting to talk about. A lot of people think that people with money, that the wealthy people that top 1% don't talk about money. I think they talk about money a lot. I, I think they talk about, I think that whenever they're conversing, they are networking, talking about deals, talking about the stock market, most definitely talking about investments, talking about taxes like that. I think that that's what they do with people that are in their group. I, of course, don't know. Just like somebody else that would state that they don't talk about it would not know completely unless we are in their group. I don't think they're going to be talking about it money with just any and everybody. I think it would be, they would be talking it about money with their click like that. I don't feel that the conversation will revolve around weather like that. So is... I, and, so, and and I go to a lot of, I have a, I have subscriptions where the money is, the talk is about money. And it's about wealthy people talking about money. It's about people in the top 10, 5, and 1% talking about finances and money like that is it, what it's about. So that's a little bit of how I'm getting my idea that they do talk about money. They may just talk about it amongst specific people like that. And a lot of people like to think the wealthy don't brag about what they have. (laughs) There's bragging. It's just a different type of bragging. For instance, if you're sitting amongst your friends quotation marks and they invite you to a nice glass of scotch and they're sitting back legs crossed, old money, Legs cross sitting back with a cigar, or just sitting back, or with fine tobacco, or just sitting back with that scotch, you know, holding in their hand that glass, and they're talking about the age of the scotch, the quality of the scotch, and they can afford that scotch. That's kind of like bragging, but I guess it's not in your face bragging. Or they're they're inviting their friends to Cuban cigars that they have purchased, purchased, and had. Some of them have had like they've they they they've had them transported here to the United States, you know, and certain things they have transported that only the wealthy can afford, and they're sitting back with their friends that they've invited to take part in this pleasure with them, that is kind of bragging. But I guess the people around them that are of that same caliber may not look at it as bragging like that because the way it's discussed, the way the conversation goes. And then we'll have those wealthy people, there'll be logo from top to bottom. And I guess that's what a lot of people don't like when the people show their money like that. But then sometimes if you have a good eye for fabric and quality and you're a shopper, you can know that it doesn't have, they don't have to wear the logos. You can just one look at the fabric, no matter how plain the outfit looks, you know that that is top quality what they have on, even though it can look quite plain. It could be more expensive than the one that is branded out in the logos, or it could be equally expensive to that. Now, just like I was talking about Mark Zuckerberg, and thank you to my listener who threw that name at me, because I don't know their names. A lot of people follow this. I don't follow it in name, people. I follow the conversation about money like that. And it's usually come from people that are wealthy, but I don't follow them. I don't know these names and, and keep up with what they're doing. But I decided to like that for the sake of the podcast, most definitely. But like with Zuckerberg, and I stated that on the podcast that, well, people say, well, he's, he's frugal or he doesn't show his wealth because he's usually dead out in a, a pair of jeans and a pair of tennis shoes and a sweatshirt. And I took a glance. I just I just Googled his name after the name was sent to me through email last night. And and I looked one glance, and I was like, well, that's a high-quality sweatshirt. I could tell that's a high-quality T-shirt, and that those clothes could be custom-made. Or they look kind of, they look more, they look plain, yeah, because that's his style. But they look high-quality. And with a little bit of research, I found that the T-shirts are $300 to $400, which isn't expensive for a T-shirt like that. But especially when we're talking about billionaires and millionaires, that's like chump change for them. But even it's not as expensive as the T-shirt could have been with the money that he has. So $300, $400 T-shirts, $300, $400 hoodies, you know, custom-made jeans or jeans that are high quality, things like that. A a a thousand dollar look that he is wearing that his people states like this is a thousand dollar look of his, and it's quite plain and simple on the eye, but it's still a thousand dollar look. It's just jeans and a a blue sweater that I look first saw, and I was like, "Well, this is nice. This is quality." Even though there's some people that look and look plain, but to me, it looked like nice quality like that, and it actually is, and it's a thousand dollar look with a simple blue sweater. And because you have to look at the material, the quality and a pair of jeans, but it's a thousand dollar look like that. And they were telling people how they can get the look for under $30 that he pays a thousand dollars for. So I guess for people, if people aren't like showing their wealth by wearing brands and and, and those types of things, wearing wearing the labels and the branding, they think the person is frugal. I bet it differ because it could be, that's my opinion, I could be wrong, because it could be made up with other things that they're doing that are quite extravagant extravagant in their life, you know, and it kind of balances it out. But we're going to start this question this morning off by asking, we're going to start this segment off, excuse me, by asking this question, do the riches pay more in taxes? Do the richest people pay more in taxes? We'll be talking about that 1% even though we have different tax brackets, different tax percentiles. yeah, When you're talking about high earners, you're starting with that 10%, that 5%, and that 1%. And a lot of people say that the the middle class is taxed the most. I think that that may not be correct. It could be, though. I think the upper middle class would be taxed more than the middle class. And I think when when politicians say, let's tax the rich or tax the wealthy, they're not talking about the 1%. They're talking about the, the 5%. Or the 10% and they're not talking about the middle class that's what I feel like that now because you have percentiles tax brackets you have percentiles excuse me that are under the one percent and that would be the, that five and ten percent and when they're talking about taxing the wealthy sometimes they cannot be talking about tax taxing the one percent they could be talking about taxing the five and ten percent and they're not talking about taxing the middle class either and they most definitely not ta- talking about taxing, raising taxes, excuse me, on the poor. Do your own research. Now, so that's what it is. And I, I'm going to tell you why, where, where I subscribe to. I subscribe to the insider like that. And I subscribe to a lot of different places, but it has to be a paid subscription where it's talking about business, where it's talking about finances, where people like, the, like people that or how earners come to talk about business and finances and taxes and those types of things so they very much do talk about money a lot like that so is it's gonna come up and i think that's great i think money is a great thing to discuss in wealth now not particularly how the person is living but strategy now so we're going to talk about we're also going to talk about about people that a, a person that i look at as wealthy that is frugal but this is common amongst old money and older people use it they would be the most frugal like that sometimes it depends but still now let's go ahead and answer this question then we'll get into it i hope you all have your tea i'm fasting this is my first morning it's saturday morning seven thirty-seven. i already told you all that I, I plan a fast i don't usually fast and i'm gonna try to do it for 48 hours what i drank last night at 11 30. i drank a salt lassie last night at 11 30. i may sip on that a little bit today to finish it up and i'm also drinking electrolytes i already told you all that that was going to be a part of my fasting as opposed to water i'll be sipping on electrolytes sporadically through the day then i'll be sipping trying to finish up that salt lassie that i started on last night okay so let's go ahead and start to get started do the riches pay more in taxes somebody answers this this is what James answers. This is one of these, those questions that is like a ticking time bomb. No matter what I say, someone will be upset and angry. Here's my opinion on the matter. Under the U.S. tax code, people pay into the tax system at tax rates of 10%, 15%, 25%, 28%, 33%, 35%, and 39.6%. No one person pays one of these individual rates that is correct because the more you earn and do your own research then you're going to be taxed at different levels as you hit milestones in what you're earning it doesn't stay like if it's, it started at what someone could call a low percent it doesn't stay that because the more you earn earn the more you're going to be taxed for that amount over that amount like that so i have an, a personal accountant and is she explains that to me a lot like that. So, and I wish I would have sat and listened to her more. I talked to you all about her a couple of years ago in one of the podcasts now, and I will start to listen to her more like that now. So no one person pays one of these individual rates. The way it works is that once you eclipse the 10% tax rate, the next level of income is then taxed at 15%. Yeah, that's correct. Once you go past the minimum, maximum, excuse me, for 15%, your next level of income is taxed at the 25% tax rate. And it continues until you have hit the taxable income number for each individual person. The final tax amount you pay is considered the marginal tax rate. So if your income level just went into the 25% tax bracket, the marginal tax rate is 25%. The effective tax rate will be something lower. It is a weighted average of the total taxes paid and rate. That is correct. Now, and then he also has a diagram. Income levels, so people that make less than $20,000 a year, their marginal tax rate is 10%. The amount of taxable, the amount taxable at marginal tax rate level is $20,000. The amount of taxes owed on that $20,000 that they made a year is $2,000. And remember those that, that make the lease, they, they pay the lease, but they also get a tax refund where they get back more than what they paid in on the, on the tax refund. Now, so the next income level is between people that make between 20,000 a year and 40,000 a year. That's a marginal tax rate at 20%. unless this diagram has changed for 2021. Now, so the the income level between $20,000 and $40,000 a year, that's a marginal tax rate of 20%. The amount taxable at marginal rate level is $20,000. The amount of tax owed is $4,000. Now, so they will be owing more than the people that made 20000 The people making between twenty and 40000 would, which would be normal and naturally because they would be taxed at a higher marginal tax rate. Now, the next income level is between 40000 and 60000 That could be considered, I, I don't know if this would be middle class people. I'm not sure. Now, it depends on what state they live in. And how many people is in the household. So, Between $40,000 and $60,000 a year income level is the marginal tax rate is 30%. Amount taxable at marginal rate level. You're welcome, Kelly. She just sent me an email. Whenever you all send me emails and and I'm on the podcast live like we are now, I'm going to mention you like that because I'm sitting down. I'm looking at my phone. I'm receiving all the emails, all of that like that. So, you're welcome. Is between 40,000 income level and 60,000 income level is a marginal tax rate at 30%. The amount taxable at the marginal rate level is 20,000, just like it was at the 20% marginal tax rate and the 10% marginal tax rate. The amount owed, though, is 6,000 for the year in taxes. Now, the next income level between 60,000 and 100,000 now that could be middle class also it will be the marginal tax rate for those earners per year that make that amount per year is 40% the marginal tax rate the amount taxable of that $60,000 the $100,000 is $40,000 the amount owed on it is $16,000 and this is income now the the Last income level is $100,000 and over. And the marginal tax rate is 50% as per this diagram, year. And the amount taxable at marginal rate level is $20,000. But the amount of tax owed is $10,000. Now, and we're going to talk about why. So... That's what it is. Now, he also goes on to state: if a person makes one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, the tax a year, the tax paid will be thirty eight thousand dollars. That covers that over one hundred thousand dollars, and it being in the fifty percent marginal tax rate, and the amount taxable at the marginal rate level is twenty thousand, but the amount owed is ten thousand dollars. If a person makes one hundred twenty or one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. For that year, the tax paid will be $38,000. That's how much they would owe. The marginal tax rate is 50% in this simplistic example. The effective rate is 31.6% because it's going to go up as the income increases. For that person. Like if if they may, it's going to go up for that person. Do your own research. Now. The point I'm trying to make is that a person making $120,000 a year in above example pays $38,000 when a person making $40,000 a year only pays $6,000 and owes $6,000 in taxes. But I also add into it that person that is making the $40,000 a year are going to be highly likely to get a tax refund that is they are refunded more than they actually paid for the year. And then they can claim dependents and those types of things head a household and those types of things so they would be getting back more than they actually paid in so based on how the tax system work the wealthy already pay much more in taxes than people who make less money which is accurate but one thing as a business owner and i'm pretty sure for wealthy people but i'm not sure for them there are tax cuts tax breaks and I think that people that own businesses that employ other people should be allowed tax breaks and tax cuts. Because if they weren't allowed that, a lot of people would have to lose their jobs to make up for the loss of the business. So they should be allowed, allowed tax breaks and loopholes, especially if they employ other people. Because the alternative to not being allowed that is, is, is cutting your staff. Cutting employees to make up for it. He also states the goal of the marginal rate is to place the burden of supporting government on the shoulders of taxpayers more financially able to do so versus spreading the burden evenly to the detriment of taxpayers who are not able to afford as much tax. When I hear that the rich need to pay their fair share, unfortunately, they pay much more than their fair share. As their income goes up, the amount of tax they pay only goes up, and that's correct. That's correct. You see it in your own when you're, t- you're in your own taxes. You see it. Last, what is the definition of rich? And I stated that in one of the podcasts. Rich is kind of subjective. Rich depends on the, your state is going to determine what is rich. Now, and and there is a hidden agenda behind doing that, because they usually say let's tip, tax the rich or tax the wealthy. So, so they the, your state, the state that you live in, and and that income that the state denotes is a high earner, and how many people live in your home. That's also how class status is determined by the state you live in. Now, uh, also, cost of living within that state could also be calculated as they determine, the people in charge determine what is rich for that state. Now, cost of living in that state, in that area also. Also, he states, last, what is the definition of rich? Each person has an opinion on what this means, but I will share with you the information from a website that is sobering. Because rich and wealthy are different. now, Go to Global Rich List and check for yourself where you fall. A person making over 32,000 USD is considered to be in the top 2% in the world. Many would think that is impossible. What most people fail to realize is that most everyone in the United States are already paid more than 90% plus of the entire world. Maybe more like more than 95% because there are so many countries with immense levels of poverty and large, large populations. And I told you I when I lived out of the country for the nine years that I lived out of the country, I saw up close and personal poor people, what poor really meant. And a lot of people that I would talk to in that country, they would think that the United States and what we call poor here, that those people were living quite well. Even people that were living in public housing, those people would think, okay, those people are living quite well. They have the basic amenities. They have food. They have electricity. They have water. They have a roof over their head. They have a job. And they would they think whether they're correct or not, but they think on the outside looking into the United States, there's opportunity here. You can go to school, and you can go for free, like that. They think like that in other in the country I was in specifically. Imagine how they would think in a in a third world country about the opportunities that are here. And that coincides with why they're so willing to risk their life, risk their life to get here. Now. This is not meant to be a political statement, but a statement of fact. If people, be, could, could, if, if people would be content with the blessing they have in life, they will not keep seeking more and more. Be grateful for what you, what you have and be happy for others who have more than you. What we should all be doing is giving and supporting churches and ministries worldwide wide to help train and teach people that are not so fortunate. Exactly. I agree with this person. What I am not saying is to give hands. What I am not, he puts not in all capital, uh, capital letters, saying to do is to give handouts. I don't agree with handouts either. Because handouts, ha- handouts excuse me, handouts, handout, handouts, it limits and stumps the person's p- potential to grow in itself through their own hard work, energy, effort. effort. It could create a comfort zone mentality. Handouts are bad for society, he states, and promote a workforce that would not work or contribute to society and take personal responsibility by taking care of themselves. What I am suggesting is a hand up. Helping people in generosity and gratitude is being thankful. These are healthy for society and encourage people. I hope my message here is taken exactly as such. We do not need to make the rich pay more. They already pay more than their fair share. Let's make the government live on a budget and manage it. Yeah, exactly. The government is where it needs to trim the fat and take away things that are insignificant that don't help the the United States as a whole and watch their spending. And and people should never think that the wealthy, that top 1%, are going to need to pay taxes equal to what they're making. That's ridiculous. That should be what people should be pushing for. That's what this person states. A lot of people answered and said, agree. Marina answers and said, I agree. Anna answers and state, preach, finally someone with some common sense. Juan states, but the marginal rate, rich pay is often actually much lower all while leveraging a bunch of tax benefits to fund their business operations. Now, I talked about that in the beginning with business, and this is my opinion. They should get those tax breaks and loopholes. That's what's allowing them to keep their employees on. The alternative to not getting it would be to fire some people. Eli states, very convincing, thank you. You have to decide how you feel about it. You have to see if if that if what he was stating is still true to 2021 as it relates to taxes in that diagram, do your own research. Now we're going to get into the fun part. We're going to talk about Bill and Melinda Gates and oh my goodness. See, I haven't read these yet cause I'm saving it for you all. And, and okay. And this is May 3rd, 2021. So I'm pretty sure there's a, I haven't come back to this I'm pretty sure there is a, there's another edition. Ad- okay. Now, and I said, oh my goodness, because of what I read. We have Bill and Melinda Gates are, is the headline, are ending their 27-year marriage. And this is Business Insider. You have to get a subscription, pay a subscription for this. Bill and Melinda Gates are ending their 27-year marriage. Here's how, that's why I said, oh my goodness. I, I was surprised to shocked. Here's how the Microsoft, Microsoft co-founder spends his t- $120,000, $9 billion fortune from a luxury car collection to incredible real estate. And a lot of people like Bill Gates because he dresses quite plain. I'm going to say something that can be out of line. Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg dress like nerds. And, and being a nerd isn't an insult. Those are highly intelligent people a lot of times. And they can dress quite plain, but that quite plain could be quite, quite expensive to a trained eye that looks at fabric like that, that shops a lot and grew up shopping is so a lot of people they look at they look at bill gates they look at how he dresses it's not flashy it looks quite plain it looks quite well you have to look at the quality and how much those some of that stuff can be custom made some of it could be bought off the rack but you have to look at the quality you don't look at it looks plain you know a cashmere sweater can look plain but it could be quite expensive the material like that but you can get lower-end cash, mirror, You can get higher-end cash, mirror. This is not about fashion. Let's move on. But I may talk about fashion. I've talked about that in the past also. Bill Gates has an estimated net worth of $129 billion. So what I was stating, don't let people's appearance of looking plain fool you or think of what they have on that is plain is cheap. A lot of people would even think that Mark Zuckerberg was wearing the same clothes over and over again. I doubt it. They probably wear those things. This is my opinion three or four times, maybe five times and ditch it. Who knows? Like that. Bill Gates and his wife of 27 years, Melinda French Gates, are getting divorced. Gates, the co-founder of Microsoft, has a fortune worth $130.5 billion. Gates indulges in a few luxuries, but he mainly spends through the bill spends through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Now, let's talk about him.
2: No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: The couple announced the news in a statement posted on Twitter on Monday saying that while they plan to continue working together at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they no longer believe they can continue growing as a couple. Gates, who co-founded Microsoft with Paul Allen in 1975, is worth $130.5 billion, according to Forbes. He's one of the only eight moguls. Over worth over 100 billion and is currently the fourth richest person in the world. Gates has made some lavish purchases over the years. So, despite his clothing looking plain and not being flashy and having brands and logos, which people take, people take that as in a, a, how some person people dress as an impression of who they are as people and how they spend their wealth. I don't think you should do that like that now. So Gates have made some lavish purchases over the years. He owns a Washington estate worth $125 million, a private airplane, and a luxury car collection. More recently, he dropped $43 million on a 5,800-square-foot home in Del Mar, California. But these indulgences make up only a fraction of his massive fortune, fortune and Gates isn't known to throw his money around. Because we have to remember that Wealthy people or rich people usually live below their means. So what you see, they can actually afford more, but they could be living below their means. Even if you see them throwing their money around, they can sometimes, they're not throwing the whole fortune around. They're not throwing the whole investment portfolio around. They're not throwing the whole bank account balance around. But some of them would be enjoying their money. I think that he's enjoying his. He owns a Washington estate for $125 million. Now, if he was frugal and not throwing his wealth around, he would be settled for a $30,000 home. He's living what his life and work has afforded him. And if I saw a person that was known to be wealthy and they had on plain clothes, I wouldn't take that as them being frugal. I would want to know, okay, they, they're probably lavishing other areas. They're probably spending $5,000 for a spa weekend like that or more when you could, with some of them that you can see them in the supermarket and they will most definitely be looking at the prices and negotiating prices. All people do that because you want to keep what you earned and then you with something else, you made it like a car. You may, uh, may throw millions of dollars away on that, but you will look at, you will try to com- be a comparison buyer as you're buying bread or cheese in the supermarket like that. So there's a lot that goes into it now. More recently, he dropped a $43 million on a 5,800-square-foot home. Gates isn't known for throwing his money around. Now, in fact, the couple previously said it's unfair that they're so rich. Instead of, instead of spending billions on themselves, they often donate it to charity through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. A lot of wealthy people do that. A lot of wealthy people have non create non-for-profit. And a lot of wealthy... Donate, because it's most definitely good as a tax cut. If you've donated money, it's good as a tax cut. Even subscriptions that you have, is good for a tax cut. So a lot of wealthy people do donate. They do start foundations. It's easy for them to start foundations. Do your own research. Because their name, they can, ha- they can host an event or a dinner. And their name is going to, people are most definitely going to want to be invited. Or they know who to invite. They know who the other wealthy people are. And those wealthy people donate to that foundation. And that's how that foundation creator and founder donates money to help people. And also with non-for-profits and with foundations, you will know most most definitely be eligible for certain grants that give you money to donate and to help with certain projects relating to the world, related to your country, and related to the underprivileged. They've also pledged to give away most of their fortune through the giving pledge, which they launched in 2010. Keep reading for a look at how Gates spends his billions like that. Bill Gates, the co-founder of Microsoft, has an estimated net worth of 130.5 billion. The insider thinks that they keep have they just have to keep reminding of us, us of that. We know it, we love it, and I love his smile as he is under the picture like that. It's kind of a modest smile, it's kind of a humble smile, and I may add this to you know, is what it is. He long held the title as the world's second richest person until Elon Musk unseated him in November 2020. Now, now Gates is the world's fourth richest person and part of an eight man club of people currently worth more than 100. And be one hundred billion dollars. Okay, stock Okay, okay. Never mind. Okay, nothing. Gates has invested in a variety of stocks and assets and launched a one billion investment fund, Breakthrough Energy, with twenty others. So he's a great investor. We, well, we already know that that would be obvious. Despite his massive, massive fortune. Gates previously told Ellen DeGeneres that when he became a billionaire at age 31, the history's youngest billionaire at that time, he didn't go on a spinning strip spree. But he has indulged in things over time, he said, like a private plane. It's been reported that Gates owns a Bombardier BD-700 Global Express which cost 40 million and can seat up to 19 people. Now that's riding in style. We're flying in style like that. Gates also spent a lot on his estate. Zandu 2.0 in Medina, Washington. It took him seven years and 63 million to build it. He purchased the lot for 2 million in 1988. Is it him that has the the, the pool and is it him that has the, the the pool with the underwater with the underwater music system? And I think there are like 18 bathrooms in the mansion, or something like that. At 66,000 square feet, his home is worth about 125 million today. Well, that was a great investment. In 2017, he paid a million over a million in property taxes on it, according to public filings. The estate has a trampoline room which Gates told DeGeneres his three kids love. He's sitting here with one of his daughters, I'm assuming. There are roughly $80,000 worth of computer screens sitting around the house. Devices worth $150,000 can display different paintings or photographs on the screens at a single touch. However, there are real paintings on the wall as well, like the Winslow Homer painting Gates purchased for $36 million in 1988. Most definitely an investment piece. There's also a 60-foot pool. Yeah, this is him on his own, separate, in a 3,900-square-foot building. That's not to mention a 2,100-square-foot library, home to a 16th-century Leonardo da Vinci manuscript that Gates bought at an auction for 30 million. So even though he may dress what would appear to look to people to be playing, he knows how to he do, he knows how to invest his money. He knows how to live a a luxurious and, and leisurely life like that so don't go by external appearance so I but i guess it would balance out if some of those clothes does come from walmart or target i guess he that's doing the frugal thing and then the house and then the paintings and then the lavish lifestyle and then like the, and, and then the pool and all of that Gates reportedly pays to have sand imported from St. Lucia in the Caribbean to shore the surroundings of his house. Because I feel like he's the person, I'm not, I don't remember not that. He also owns the beach that's around his house. So he reportedly pays to have sand imported from St. Lucia in the Caribbean to to the shores surrounding his house. In addition to a home theater for 20 guests, he has six kitchens and 24 bathrooms. So he's not the one with the 18 bathrooms. Hell, I don't remember. He has six kitchens and 24 bathrooms. Gates House has various garages for the 20 23 cars that he owns. Now, and, and in the in the podcast yesterday, the question was, somebody asked a question, and they asked, I forgot what their wording was, but do the rich people in the United States have service if, if they don't how do they work and a lot of answers they were stating no they don't have service um, the rich people they they turn on that little round thing that vacuums your house for you it's a little round thing and it's electrical it, work with, it works with batteries and it vacuums your house and they use the dishwasher and the washing machine that's what the people say no um, American rich people don't have service they don't believe in that so do you really think that Melinda Gates was cleaning 24 bathrooms? and I've stated I bet they differ and that yeah they certainly do have them like that, because as the person that asked the question, how would they be working if they did it? Do you really think Melinda Gates, some people may think this, and you you can think it. Now, do you really think that she's cleaning the 24 bathrooms in the mansion? In the, the other homes that her and Bill own? Do you really think that she's cleaning the six kitchens in the mansion? In the other kitchens that are that, in the homes that her and Bill own? I personally don't, but some, some people may say, yeah, they believe that. So let's move on. It's perfect for Gates, an avid luxury car collector. His first big splurge after founding, founding Microsoft was a Porsche 911 supercar. He told you DeGeneres. He later sold it and it auctioned at $80,000. It was blue. It's cute. I'm looking at the picture. But that wasn't Gates' last Porsche. He also has a Porsche 959, 959, in his car collection. I love it. it this car is the same color as my car. I'm, yeah, I'm going to plug in my beat-up, it's not beat-up, but my old 2005 Mercedes-Benz. That's the color of it. I don't know what this color is. And a lot of people ask me about the color like that. And I love it. It's a convertible. But this is a Porsche. It is It's a... Is a 1988. No. No, this isn't his actual car. This picture, this Porsche is a 1988 Porsche 959. I love it. I love all the classic cars. I don't like anything that is recent. I, I love this. I never... I I I've never really liked portions. I like this one for the color. I really do. I like it for the color. I do. So let me. I like it for the color most definitely. Hold on just a second, everybody. Okay. So I do like for the color. Outside of his Washington pad, Gates also has 4.5 a has a 4.5 acre vacation ranch in Wellington, Florida with a 12,864 square foot mansion. Well, Melinda, those are a lot of kitchens to clean and bathrooms to clean. You need to tell Bill to stop. And also with that person's question that came in, I I was stating that a lot of these people have all pairs they'll have live-in help because when people have homes and primary homes that are wealthy and vacation homes, most of them have living help that live at the vacation home. The home is hardly ever empty to, to, to keep with the, for the upkeep of the home until the owners come for vacation. Or they'll have house sitters living in the home when the owners are, are not at the vacation location, like that. The wives are not being flown in on the private jet to clean up at this home, to clean up at that home, then to go clean up at that home and then don't clean up at that home. I doubt that, like that. So, he reportedly dropped twenty-seven million to buy a whole string of properties in the area. So he not only bought his home, vacation home, he bought twenty-seven million dollars of properties in that area. I guess for security and privacy, the area is a hot spot for wealthy equestrians. Now, the daughter Jennifer is an accomplished equestrian and she bought the prop and he bought the property to support her passion. In California, he owns the 228-acre Rancho Piscina, which he purchased for $18 million. Melinda, tell Bill to stop. There's only so many bathrooms and kitchens you can clean up.
2: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere. Playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: He purchased for 18 men. It includes a racetrack, a orchard, and five barns. So I guess his simple look to people and people thinking that means he's frugal, I guess that balancing even even things out as it relates to how he dresses and not showing his wealth. Now, he added to his California real estate portfolio in 2020, because these are investments, dropping $43 million on an oceanfront home in Del Mar, California. Melinda stopped him. There's only so many kitchens and bathrooms you can clean. You're only one woman after all. It has six bedrooms, a 10-person jacuzzi, and a swimming pool. and it, it is beautiful. I am looking at it. He also reportedly purchased a 492-acre Wyoming ranch was listed for $8.9 million back in 2009. And this is a good strategy of the wealthy to not have their money sitting in cash. They need to, they need to invest it in property and real estate like that. Now, he also reportedly purchased 492-acre Wyoming ranch with listed for $8.9 million back in 2009. Bill Gates' real estate portfolio doesn't end there. So I guess those... Normal sweaters and plain-looking sweaters and plain-looking clothes isn't all of it after all. It doesn't tell the real story, which would be obvious like that. He's made numerous investments through his personal investment firm, Cascade, including partial ownership of of the Charles Hotel in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Beautiful tower. Some would love that. She's always pointing out towers when she sees a tower. He reportedly owns nearly half of the Four Seasons holdings, hotel chain through Cascade, including hotels in Atlanta and Houston. Gates shares 95% ownership with Prince Al-Wadi bin Talal of Saudi Arabia, the Four Seasons. In 2013, Gates and several unnamed buyers paid That's why I stated wealthy people do talk about money, networking, investments. They talk about money a lot. Their meetings are about money. Their discussions are about money. I doubt if it's about the weather. In 2013, Gates and several unnamed buyers paid 161 million for the Ritz Carlton in San Francisco. As of 2014, it was reportedly worth 200 million. Great investment. When he's not busy buying real estate or working, Gates needs a vacation or two to unwind. He's traveled to Australia and Croatia. And Belize and the, um, and the Amazon in Brazil. He's also treated his family to a Mediterranean vacation on board the fo- a on board the four hundred and thirty-nine foot super yacht Serena, which he chartered for five million dollars a week. It included a helicopter. Now, those sweaters bill that you're wearing and that plain look, it's like you really know how to that doesn't say anything about your character and you know how to live in lush and lifestyle, which I wouldn't have thought it said anything about it anyway like that you know he previously said he said that he likes to play tennis and go skiing he's also been spotted spectating at spent tennis matches but gate's downtime isn't always so adventurous he's an avid reader having indulged in quite the book collection he's also an average bridge player as he once told reddit gates hates to shop for himself but did admit that he likes to buy nice things for melinda let's see what he's buying the wife however he once told reddit that he doesn't like overspending on clothes and jewelry but he's okay with spending with the vacations and the home life and a living a life of luxury and comfort there so so that's the balance i'm assuming so i guess there is balance i don't know but gates splurges are only a fraction of his massive fortune he previously totally told the telegraph I hardly no use for money. Instead he often donates to or invests his money in good causes. And remember a lot of the wealthy, a lot of things that they get could be rich it could be free, excuse me. Now, Gates previously invested in, in a RIS, a synthetic biology company that originally produced pre- precursors to malaria drugs and hybrids. Carbon-based biofuel. Today, it focuses on health through fragrance, skincare, and sweetener. The wealthy do do a lot of things regarding research, and they invest in that a lot. They do get a return on that investment also in tax breaks and tax cuts, and they're also doing a good deed. It's the balance. It's always going to come back to down. In November 2017, Gates invested $50 million to, into Alzheimer's research. That's very positive. He continued these efforts by recently investing $30 million with a group of investors into the Diagnostics Accelerator, a venture philanthropy fund to diagnose Alzheimer's earlier. That's positive. And this is a lot of reason why the wealth don't need taxes, rate. They need, they need to continue to pay based on the tax bracket that they we're in, where the more they make the, the in income, the taxes are going to be, they're going to be charged a higher Percentile anyway, like that the rate is gonna go up. Gates and Melinda have a huge ha- have been huge on philanthropy. They were recently named the most generous philanthropist in the US by the Chronicle of Philanthropy, having donated more than 36 billion to charitable causes through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I am I I am a subscriber to that. They have a magazine. I'm a subscriber to that also. Gates agreed to, get, to give away most of his fortune through the giving plans, which he launched in 2010. How is he going along with that? Now, and that's through investments, donations, excuse me. The Gates have spent money for research and to help people in need like that, maybe all over the world, potentially. The Gates have spent money traveling for their charity work. They, know, they donated more than $2 billion in 2016 to cause related to, cause related to global health and development, in US education. In 2017, they note they, they donated 4.78 billion, mostly to projects run by the Gates Foundation. They've pledged about 2 billion to defeat malaria, donated more than 50 million to fight Ebola, and pledged 38 million to a Japanese pharmaceutical company working to create a low-cost polio vaccine. The Gates Foundation has also committed at least 2.5 billion in the GAVA allowance, G A B I. Alliance, which works to improve access to buy vaccines in poor countries. Bill and Melinda also prioritize education. The Gates Foundation established the Gates Millennium Scholars Program, which has received $1.6 billion. Their names can get people to donate money. Their events could they rub elbows with people that are wealthy, so if you throw that name out there, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, you'll most definitely have people donating money. And therefore, the foundation is also able to help people like that and help with certain programs and research. It also part. And there's also uh, definitely a tax break and a tax cut for doing this. It also partnered with the Dan Gold Foundation in 2016 to spend 100 million on eliminating malnutrition in Nigeria. Throughout 2020, the the Gates Foundation was active in the global COVID-19 response, pledging 100 million to help fight the pandemic. A major portion of those funds were used for vaccine development. When it comes to the future of his fortune, Gates is leaving ten million to each of his children, a fraction of his net worth. Now, that's it with Bill Gates. And I'm I'm never not a proponent of the wealthy. I don't rally behind them, but I it's just when the public has questions or assume things like, "Well, the wealthy don't, the real wealthy don't flaunt their riches." Well, yes, they do. You just can't go to the places where they flaunt it at. Like, you can't go to where they have their mansions and vacations home so you don't see their their wealth being flaunted. You just see the, the pretense of how they present themselves to the general public where you will see them, their plain clothes that don't have a logo. So they do use their wealth. You don't see their servants and their drivers and their butlers and their assistants. And they do talk about those people you just have to know how, where to go, where they're talking about that at and who they're talking about it amongst like that. Because obviously they would have those people. Now, so let's move on. The next one is Mark Zuckerberg's net worth has grown over 40 billion in the last, this is as of April 19, 2021, The Insider. Mark Zuckerberg's net worth has grown over 40 billion in the last year alone. Here's how the 36-year-old Facebook CEO makes and spends his $114 billion fortune. All this information is new to me because I I'm, I subscribe to this, but I, I've I subscribe to it for different articles. I really don't keep up with what the wealthy are doing like this, like that. So, Mark Zuckerberg's fortune passed $100 billion last year, making him one of eight centi-billionaires. He drives an affordable car and wears basic clothes, but appears to flourish on real estate. He and his wife, Priscilla Chan, also invest in childhood education and medical research. It's been a challenging year for him. He's testified before lawmakers on multiple occasions attempted to quash coronavirus misinformation on Facebook and suspended President Donald Trump from the platform And earlier this month. I, I think this is who I was talking about, but I was like, he owns Google. Hell, does he? I don't, is he the one that owns Google? I don't know anything about him. Or the other one that I just talked about. And earlier this month, on, he, he, he suspended Donald, President Donald Trump from the platform, and earlier this month, 50, 533 million Facebook users' personal data and phone numbers were leaked online. At the same time, he is richer than he's ever been. Last summer, after Facebook launched an Instagram feature to, complete, to compete with TikTok in the U.S., Zuckerberg's personal network reached over 100 million for the first time. These days, his fortune has reached $114 billion. Keep reading to learn more about how the Facebook co-founder makes and spends his $70 billion fortune. In May 2012, eight years after his founding, Facebook debuted in the New York Stock Exchange. At the time, it was the biggest technology IPO in history. Most of his fortune is derived from his 13% stake in Facebook. While Facebook spent more than $25 million on him in 2020 alone. His take-home pay is just $1. Now, a lot of CEOs have a take-home pay of $1 a year. Don't let that thank you. Oh, they're only making $1. Don't let passive income, investment income. They have a lot of income coming towards them. Income from... They also make income from showing up to certain events, showing up to certain places that they're invited to. They can make they also make a lot of income on private meetings with people that are also also wealthy and sharing tips, investment strategies. There's a lot of way that the wealthy are making income. Like that. So, don't let that when you hear that a CEO is only taking home a dollar pay a year, don't think that that's all they're making. Now, despite his status as one of the richest tech moguls, the 36-year-old Harvard dropout leads a low-key lifestyle with his wife Priscilla Chine and their two young daughters. Their lifestyles are low-key. That's why people don't know that they are kind of splurging, but for them it's not splurging, and they they are living a life because it's low-key. How they present to the public is quite differently, but how they present to other people that are like them, everybody, we would look at everybody, they're damn splurging and showing off hell like that, you know? I guess they're like, hell, we got it, we flaunt it, but we're smart enough to flaunt it in front of people that aren't going to make a big deal about it or get mad at us about it like that. Cause that could affect business. Like many other Silicon Valley st- uh, get jealous or envious about it, which could also affect business. Like many other Silicon Valley stalwarts, Zuckerberg doesn't dress in flashy suits. He keeps things simple in jeans, t-shirt, and sweaters, but they're reportedly much more expensive than they look. That's what I was stating about him. Retail it for hundreds or even thousands of dollars, and he's sitting with a blue sweater on that I look at with my eye. The material I would take place this as maybe it could be six to eight hundred dollars. Be six to eight hundred is what I would figure that in. And even though a lot of people say that's plain, I've seen people in my neighborhood wear that is playing i see these shirts at target it's the material and is it custom made for him or is it bought on the rack is is it from a designer and estimate that cost so now this is what his shirts are the, his clothing retailing for hundreds of dollars retail is off the rack zuckerberg is known for driving relatively inexpensive cars he's been seeing an acura tss and a honda fit both of which are valued at or under thirty thousand dollars He's also been spotted driving a Black Volkswagen Golf GTI, a car that he bought well after making his fortune. That car would cost about $30,000 new. You don't, nobody wants to spend a lot on cars. With cars, you don't want a car payment. And you don't want to spend a lot on cars. And you most definitely don't want a new car. Why? Because as soon as you drive off the lot, it goes down in value. And a lot of new cars, especially with my Mercedes, I don't see I I pass by those lots and I don't like the way the cars look and I don't like that there are a lot of those cars that look the same.
2: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: And I would rather have a car that I could pay in cash or the majority in cash and then have like maybe six months or a year payments on it. But that would be considered a classic. That's why with my car, I'm going to keep it and I'm going to resuscitate it. And I've had it for a, long, a lot of years and I haven't had any trouble out of it because the previous owners only had one other owner besides me, and it was an older gentleman. He took a lot of good care of it. Like that. But he has dropped serious cash on at least one sports car. An Italian Huata that sells for about $1.3 million. So I guess that makes up for the the Volkswagen GTI and the $30,000 Honda Fit. A lot of people would say, well, he's on a $30,000 car. That means he's frugal. He's not flashy. But, and then he has the $1.3 million car. So I think that that, does it balance out the two others or does it like, you know, which I would assume that he would have this type of car, even though people get flattered that he. He's sporting around a $30,000 car, and I think that makes people feel that he's being normal like us. Not really. I would not have assumed that. I would assume, without even knowing about this $1.3 million car, that in other areas of his life, he's living a lavish life. And a lot of people that are wealthy and they don't show their wealth is not because, sometimes it could be because they know how people will respond if they show that. So it's best to be low-key. And then some people don't care how you respond if they show it. There's one thing Zuckerberg doesn't seem to mind splurging on is real estate investment. In May 2011, he bought a 5,000-square-foot home in Palo Alto for $7 million. He since tricked it out with a custom-made artificially intelligent assistant. The next year, Zuckerberg began buying the properties surrounding his home, spending more than $30 million to acquire four homes with plans to level them and rebuild. So he bought the properties around his home, $30 million worth. That was the four homes. And he's going to level them out and rebuild. He also owns a townhouse in the Mission District of San Francisco. He bought the 5,500 square foot home in 2013 and proceeded to make over $1 million in re- renovations, including adding a greenhouse and remodeling kitchen. So these homes are for his personal use. Okay. And which could be sell, sold for profit also. In 2014, the b and real estate portfolio jumped the Pacific when he spent $100 million on two properties on the island of Kaui in the Kauiana Plantation, a 357-acre former sugarcane plantation and Palos Beach of 393-acre property with a white sand beach. Okay. So he owns $100 million on two property island, and he owns the beach. Okay. Now, so a lot of people get moved when they see people in front of them that wear plain clothes. Because I guess a person branded out and wealthy will intimidate people so they feel comfortable around the person that wears the plain and normal clothes, but they're not looking deeper into the wealthy person's life. They go by pretences. And men usually wear plain clothes. They're not worried about clothes. But the couple's presence in Hawaii has drawn backlash over the the years. In 2016, Zuckerberg angered neighbors by constructing a six-foot wall around his property. And in 2017, he filed a suit against Hawaiian families who had legal ownership claims on the parcels of land within his property. Though he dropped the suit, residents accused him of neo colonism. Okay. Zuckerberg also shelled out for two lakefront properties on Lake Tahoe, which cost a combined $59 million. One of the houses, called the Brushwood Estate, spans 5,233 square feet on six acres of land. The property features a guest house and a private dock. So these are for his personal use. And, and about clothing, don't go by pretenses. Wealthy people, they can wear what they want to wear. They can come in front of you or come on on, uh, on, on the news, or on the television, wearing an outfit from Dollar General. That doesn't mean anything. It, it probably can make the public feel better for some reason. I don't know why, but it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that they don't have what they have and they're not spending it like a wealthy person would be. Between the two Lake Tahoe properties, Zuckerberg owns about 600 feet of private shoreline on Lake Tahoe's, Tahoe's west shore. When he buys properties, he tends to buy the other homes surrounding it for privacy reasons, just as he did in Palo Alto, because they're for his personal use. Now, I wonder if, what's his wife's name? I wonder if how many bathrooms she's having to clean, because American people state that the wealthy don't have housekeepers and butlers and servants. So I wonder how many um, Priscilla is like Mark. Will you cut? Will you stop with the buying up the properties? I can I can only be in one place at one time. We had a private jets. So y'all could fly into one property to the next in a day to clean them all, or to clean them all in two weeks. But enough is a damn enough. Okay. So now let's move on. So Zuckerberg doesn't appear to travel much for pleasure. But when he traverses the globe for work, Facebook foots the bill. Yeah, because your business, for you to travel, your your business pays for your traveling, pays for your food, pays for the transportation. It's charged to the business, to your company, to your corporation during tax time. Now, Zuckerberg doesn't appear to travel much for pleasure, but when he traverses the globe for work, Facebook foots the bill. Security for Zuckerberg and his family cost the company $23 million in 2020, according to the company's most recent proxy statement. We'll talk about what he does for the world in a minute. All this stuff is new to me that he's doing. And he is also. But Zuckerberg's travel mostly ground to a halt in 2020. He appeared to spend a lot of his time in Hawaii riding a $12,000 electric surfboard while kayaking with his family. And they should have a picture of him in Hawaii. Now, but ultimately, opulence and luxury are just a blip on Zuckerberg's radar. In fact, his main priority seems to be giving his money away rather than spending it. They say this. They said this about the other one also. They said about all the wealthy people. Because they do invest and they do donate like that and have a lot of foundations and nonprofit organizations, which is good for a tax break and a tax cut also. Zuckerberg has signed onto the giving pledge, joining Bill Gates. Warren Buffett, and over 200 other millionaires and billionaires who have vowed to donate the majority of their wealth to philanthropy. He plans to sell 99.9% of his Facebook shares during his lifetime, which will also still leave him as a very wealthy man. Bill Gates will be quite wealthy also after this is done, if they complete the mission. Zuckerberg said in September, 2017, that he planned to sell 35 to 75 million shares over the following 18 months to fund the Chan Zuckerberg initiative, totaling between 6 billion and 12 billion. So he's going to, he's going to sell shares of his company to fund the initiative that him and his wife started. Okay. Okay. That's the equivalent of me saying, well, I'm going to sh- I'm going to sell whatever, whatever, cause I'm going to start this organization and I'm putting the money that I get from that sale. I'm going to put it in that organization, which is common for the wealthy. I'm going to sell what is mine to earn money to invest it in what is mine. And I'm going to use that to, along with other people participating in this, investors and donators and participants, to help people or research. Do research, to support research. The Chan Zuckerberg Initiative is a phil- philanthropic organization. Zuckerberg founded with his wife in 2015. focused on personalized learning, curing diseases, connecting people, and building strong communities czi has awarded roughly 2 billion in grants over the years czi is invested in tackling both local and global issues in 2020 for example the organization poured 4.2 million into a jobs program for residents of Kaui and committed 1 million to help the region battle the coronavirus CZI has also contributed millions in the last year to causes like criminal justice reform and affordable housing. Zuckerberg and Chan, Chan have also poured billions into research focused on curing the world's diseases by the end of the century. In order to accomplish this lofty goal, the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative launched a nonprofit called Biohub to start looking into the cure for disease, including research on genetic genomics, infectious diseases and implantable devices. Zuckerberg believes that Biohub was help speed up research to cure disease, to cure disease telling the New Yorker in 2018 that we'll basically have been able to manage or cure all the major things that people suffer from and die from today. Based on that data we we based on the data we already see, it seems like there's a reasonable shot Last August, the launch of a new Instagram feature designed to compete with TikTok sent both the company's share price and Zuckerberg's net worth to new heights. The move caused Zuckerberg's net worth to exceed 100 million for the first time, making him one of only a few centime billionaires on earth. These days, he's worth $114 the insider keeps reminding us. We have not forgotten insider, even though this is the first time I'm hearing of it. Now, that's on Mark Zuckerberg. Now we're going to talk about Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos plans to step down as Amazon CEO later this year. As of February 2nd, 2021. This was put out. Here's how he makes and spends his $196 billion fortune. $196 billion fortune, excuse me. Okay, Jeff Bezos, Amazon. Now, so I remember some, a, back, a while back, somebody was talking about Amazon. They was talking about taxing the rich. And they used Jeff Bezos as an example that I didn't quite agree with, the their, their thinking and the logic behind their thinking, even though I understood the argument that they were trying to make. Now, it's like, okay, and they stated that, well, the rich should be paying more taxes because you take people like Jeff Bezos that owns Amazon and the trucks that are on the road to deliver the Amazon products to people's homes, and the merchandise trucks, like that, and, it, and how he's aware on the road and aware on the United States infrastructure. Therefore, he should be paying more, like that. And I, I was like, another person that would be arguing that back to you would state that, well... And it also stated that without his employees, he would not be Jeff Bezos. He would not be Bezos? He, he would not have earned as well well I, I I bet the difficult I think without people wanting the products that Amazon sell, he would not be the person that he is financially. It's not the workers that have made him the pe- person that he is It's the people buying the products or using amazon's service and, and 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 no he should not pay more taxes or that's not a good argument that they say the wealthy in general should pay more taxes using him as an example with the with the wear and tear. on on the United States infrastructure regarding roads and the trucks with Amazon and the products because, you know, people want what's being delivered to them, delivered to them. You know? So to raise taxes on him, his alternative would be to not deliver the products to people, the people go and pick up the products themselves from the Amazon warehouse. You know, like that, and the only thing that would affect his wealth, his his people that are working him are a part of what keeps his business going. But the people that buy from him are the real reason that he's earned what he's earned and is keeping his business going. The people that work for him make it makes the output better, like that. But the people that are buying from him, Amazon, they're using that service, is what has made him that and that's why he needs people working for him so the wear and tear and him affect the infrastructure infrastructure with the, the trucks isn't a good argument because the alternative would that be to that is for people to get in their cars go to the warehouse and pick up their products and they will be affecting infrastructure with their cars and all the traffic so should the taxes be raised on them the answer will be with well, that would sound be ridiculous okay like that so that wasn't a great argument, though I understand where the person was coming from. Now, um, Amazon announced on Tuesday that CEO Jeff Bezos would step down from his role in the third quarter of 2021. In a letter to employees, Bezos wrote that Andy JC, the current CEO of Amazon Web Service, will replace him. Bezos said he'll transition to executive chair of the Amazon board to focus on new products and early initiatives. As much as I still tap dance into the office, I'm excited about this transition, he wrote. Being the CEO of Amazon is a deep responsibility, and it's consuming. When you have a responsibility like that, it's hard to put attention on anything else. Because, yeah, most wealthy people are workaholics. The wealthy and the rich are workaholics. They're always talking about money. They're always talking about finances. They're always networking. They're always having meetings. They're always negotiating. They're always investing. their hands on, most of them. He continued to say, as executive chair, I would stay engaged in important Amazon initiatives, but I also have the time and energy I need to focus on the day one fund, the Bezos Earth Fund, the Blue Origin, the Washington Post, and my other passions. I've never had, and they always have their hands in a lot of damn buckets. Okay, I've never had more energy, and this isn't about retiring. I'm super passionate about the impact I think these organizations could have. So he's stepping down in order to dedicate his time to these other passions that he has, that he has going on. And he thinks that the person that is replacing him can handle what is going on with Amazon, but he'll most definitely still be there as a part of the board of directors. In August, Bezos became the first person in human history to amass a net worth of $200 billion, according to Forbes magazine. This milestone came along side, a boost in Amazon, Amazon's share price, which soared despite the coronavirus pandemic, because when people are in, they're going to order stuff to stay off the roads. Now, if you tax him because he has trucks that are affecting infrastructure, his alternative will be for, to tell people, you can order through Amazon, but you have to come pick it up at the warehouse or warehouse nearest you. So should those people that are going to be affected infrastructure by being on the road, be, should their taxes be raised? Now, so during the coronavirus is when he's his earning his, the, the net worth, it shot through the roof. This milestone came alongside a boost in Amazon's share price, which soared despite the coronavirus pandemic that's upending up the American economy. Bezos' argument agreement excuse me, to surrender 25% of his Amazon stake to his ex-wife, Mackenzie Scott, in a divorce settlement last year, ultimately didn't slow down the growth of his wealth overly much. And when they invest, it doesn't affect their wealth. When they donate, excuse me, not invest. Invest invest most definitely affects it because it brings more back to them. When they donate, it doesn't affect their wealth. And so it doesn't matter if this man walked around with a Dollar General outfit on. What difference would that make? Of his, the way he dressed was very humble. What difference would that make? it would probably make people feel good or feel equal to him or feel less intimidated or feel that he's not flaunting, but we'll get more into that in a minute. However, his net worth has since dropped to an estimated 196 billion from real estate to space travel. Here's how Bezos spends his money now. And I wonder if his ex wife Mackenzie, how many kitchens and toilets she was cleaning in the mansions, how many bathrooms she was cleaning. In the homes that they own. And of course she probably had a lot of assistants around her. To help her out. With whatever she was doing. But believe me you. I'm pretty sure. Most more wealthy people did not. Have a full owned staff. In their homes. And also in the other homes. Also that are a different staff. Or they would have house sitters that are to maintain the home. Now, but do your own, well, that would be kind of be obvious. Now, so let's go on to see how he does his spinning. Jeff Bezos found Amazon, the source of much of his wealth, in July, founded Amazon, the source of much of his wealth, in on July 5th, 1994. His parents were reportedly shocked that he would give up a cushy Wall Street job in order to sell books over the internet. His parents eventually came around and invested about a quarter of a million dollars in the fledgling company, a state that would be worth as much as $30 billion today. So his parents invested a quarter of a million dollars in his company. And now his company is worth $30 billion today. So that was a smart investment on their part, even though they were doubting his decision when he first made that decision to leave Wall Street. Bezos also received a lot of support from his then-wife, Mackenzie, who negotiated Amazon's first freight contract and did the company's accounting. Per the terms of their 2019 divorce settlement, Mackenzie holds a 4% stake in the company, which forms the majority of her $59 billion fortune. So she dared exit and she walked away with $59 billion in fortune because she negotiated the first Amazon, first, not just because she was the wife like that, but because she took part in the business like that. In the actual business, she she negotiated the first freight contract and did the company's accounting. Now, so she had a 4% stake in the company. Amazon made its initial public offering. Or do you all think that have the mentality of if she's the wife, even if she's the housewife, she should get it's 50-50. She what she should get 50. I don't believe that. And I feel that like we're past that. We're more in modern times where it's about what the woman actually inputs differently. Because it's it's a choice. Being a housewife is a choice. But being a part of the man's financial dealings, his business, is also a choice and a different return on the investment. Like that. So I think that she should have gotten, yeah, most definitely. Now, Amazon made its initial public offering on May 15, 1997. Since that day, the split adjusted stock price has increased over 170,000%. Amazon's rise left several early internet competitors in the dust. In the company's first post IPO shareholder letter, Bezos mentioned strategic partnerships with several peers like America Online Prodigy, and Yahoo that have either gone out of business entirely or been purchased by competitors in the years since. Amazon has steadily grown over the last two decades and now sells a wide variety of consumer products, electronics, and digital media. Another big growth area was Amazon Web Services. As of February 2018, the company's cloud services was a $17.5 billion business. And also a good thing with Amazon and what he's doing and why you don't want to tax wealthy people a lot is because they uh, they offer opportunities to other people because you can have your own business and sell electronics and whatever else amazon sells and you can sell it on amazon so he's not only making himself for other money for himself he is also has cre- had created a platform where other people that are business owners can make money for themselves also now amazon has also grown through various acquisitions over time that doesn't mean he's a negative or a positive guy i'm just stating this that doesn't mean there's nothing bad about him. I'm just stating that fact. Amazon has also grown because wealthy people can allow... They give people jobs. The government isn't giving you a job unless you work for the government. Now, but how many employees does the government really need like that? So they, the wealthy people, they create jobs, they give people jobs, they create platforms for other people that are small business. You can start a small business and earn wealth. Amazon has also grown through various acquisitions over time. The company's 2009... 2009 purchase of online shoe retailer Zappos for $1.2 billion stood as Amazon's biggest acquisition for about eight years. That record was blown out of the water with Amazon's 2017 purchase of Whole Foods for $13.7 billion. So Bezos owns Whole Foods. The Whole Foods acquisition has dramatically boosted Amazon's push into the grocery world a 2019 study from one click retail estimates that amazon had an eighteen percent share of the u s online grocery market Amazon's right I don't use I don't go to Whole Foods or do I have one down the street from where I live i I go to the farmers market but i'm amazed I've gone to Whole Foods once I may start going there I don't know I just I go to the farmers market like that so like that and but i may go to whole foods i don't know but a lot of people they act like whole foods is the rave i didn't know that he owned it amazon's rise as the, that he had bought it purchased it amazon's rise is the primary source of these Be- bezos fortune bezos bezos remains amazon's largest stockholder so he's owned the majority of the stock owning 11 Owning 11 of the e-commerce giant according to mckenzie He's he, Bezos statement on the couple's divorce, Bezos retained 75% of the couple's Amazon stock holdings and the voting power of MacKenzie's shares. Okay. So he orchestrated where he is the primary stockholder. Bezos has made several investments in other companies both on a personal level and through his venture capital firm Bezos Expeditions. He's personally invested in Google in 1998, his one, $1 million dollar, excuse me, early investment would likely have made him a billionaire, even without his extensive Amazon wealth. So his investment in, in Google would have made him a billionaire, even without his, even without Amazon. Bezos Expeditions has invested in several startups, including blood testing biotech firm Grail, popular software developer website website Stack Overflow, and Insider. And a lot of wealthy people, we have to take in, in mind, they are, as it relates to the cutting edge of technology, they're the ones doing the research, even with health. And even with health, they're the ones that are doing that, more so than the government. Or they're doing it in addition to and doing it differently. One of his more notable purchases was his acquisition of the Washington Post for $250 million in 2013. Since Bezos' acquisition, the post has greatly expanded, its digital offerings, and readership has exploded. I used to read that back in the day. I did not know that he had bought that. Bezos' wealth is so massive that according to Business Insider's 2018 calculations, when he had a mere $130 billion fortune, spending $88,000 to him was similar to an average American spending $1. So does it really matter if he if he sports a Dollar General, a Walmart, or a Target outfit? And, and then you say, well, he, he does it splurge, he does it show as well. Bezos is one of the country's biggest landowners, and he and his family own at least five homes across the U.S. One estate with two homes on 5.3 acres of land is located in Medina, Washington, not far from Amazon Seattle headquarters. Insiders Harrison Jacobs visited Medina in 2017 to get a sense of what the haven for Seattle's mega-wealthy was like. Jacobs, Jacobs got a picture of the outside of Bezos' estate, but tall hedges and gates blocked any view inside. He also owns a Spanish-style mansion in Beverly Hills, California. He bought the property in 2007 for a reported $24.25 million. He bought another smaller house right next door. A decade later. This is a nice house. It's cute. I like it. With the Spanish decor. Me gusta. Now, he also owns a ranch in Van Horn, Texas, which serves as a base for his Blue Origin Space exploration company. Now, Bezos purchased a townhouse in Washington, D.C. in 2016. Bezos owns several condos in the historic century building of 25 Central Park West in Manhattan. So, so you know, and and also with the investment in clothing, but people take people's clothing for some reason as a sign that they're frugal when wealthy people wear what people consider wealthy clothing. Well, you can't get a tax cut on wearing expensive clothing or a tax break on wearing that. And you don't want the envy coming back to you, especially in this day and age, because that can mess up with profits. Now, if you're too flashy or like that, that's why they hide what they're doing. And only the people around them that could do it know what they're doing, and they will be fl- flossing and, and splurging like that. You know, you're only invited because you you can floss and splurge also like that.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you
1: feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like flossing? I think is what we call it, flossing? Okay. Meaning, flossing means showing it off, like, but around specific people that are not going to be intimidated or hurt by that and can't affect your profits. In June 2019, the Amazon CEO reportedly dropped about $80 million on another three adjacent apartments in a different building at 2212 5th Avenue in Manhattan. The spread consists of a three-story penthouse and two units directly above it, and they show the penthouse. Most recently, recently Bezos reportedly spent $165 million on another yet another Beverly Hills mansion, the Warner Estate. The Wall Street Journal reported the sale last February. Bezos has traditionally been somewhat frugal with his ground transportation. As recently as 2013, he was still driving a Honda Accord, according to the book, The Everything Store. Does it really matter? I put, does it really matter like that? Now, however, Bezos also owns a $65 million Gulfstream G650 ER private jet. That's why I say, does the two Hondas really matter? Like Jeff does it like what well, to, to me, it would have, but to the, the people on the street, it would matter to them that you're in the Honda. They'll be like, Oh, Jeff doesn't splurge his wealth. He doesn't, uh, but then he has the $65 million of jet, which I would have supposed or thought that he would have anyway, even while I was looking at him driving in the, in the, in the Honda Accord based on who he is like that. I would think that there's a jet somewhere like that. Okay. Now, Bezos sometimes has taste for exotic cuisine. The founder, and, and you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of people get tickled. The public does because, like with Warren Buffett, how he eats from McDonald's every morning, and they can see, they can see the Bill Gates eating from McDonald's, and Zuckerberg eating for and they're like, oh, they're frugal. They're they're just like us. They're 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 the, they're the real wealthy. The real wealthy don't show their wealth when these people could be also eating. You're not in their homes with them. You're not with them 99 percent of the time. They're allowing to be seen what they want you to see. And everybody loves McDonald's if you're American. Like that. Bezos sometimes has a taste. Most people do. Bezos sometimes has a taste for exotic cuisine. The founder of e-commerce, startup Woot, recounted a breakfast with Bezos shortly after the Amazon acquired the company at which the billionaire ordered octopus. Octopus is tough to chew. now anywho the founder recounted Bezos explaining similarities between amazon's acquisition of Woot and his outbeat breakfast order they're always talking about business and money and wealth and finances it's on the brain imprinted in it that's why they've been so successful they, they're thinking it and, and talking about it they may not be talking about wealth like okay i have bills to pay and i may not be talking about it in that way Or they may not be talking about it in, well, look at these these custom-made shoes. Well, they could be talking about that also around the people that they rub elbows with. Now, he's talking about the octopus order and his acquisition of Woot. This is what he states. You're the octopus that I'm having for breakfast. That's what he stated to the octopus before he ate it. When I look at the menu, he states, you're the thing I don't understand. The thing I've never had. I must have... The breakfast octopus. That's what he was stating to the insider interviewer. Now, Bezos has not engaged in public philanthropy to the same extent as many of his hyper billionaire peers like Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, who have both plans to donate the majority of their fortunes to charity. Now, Bezos' ex-wife McKenzie did sign Gates giving is, 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 are they going to make the donations after their death? Bezos' ex-wife... That was a question I don't know. Bezos' ex-wife... I'm going to research that. Bezos' ex-wife, Mackenzie, did sign Gates giving pledge in May 2019, pledging to donate more than half of her fortune during her lifetime. So she's going to pledge to donate more than half of her fortune. I think she got the $52 billion during half of her lifetime. Now... So, that's it. Well, it's not it. Bezos has, however, supported Mary's Place, a Seattle organization that provides shelter and employment training to those who are homeless, and the Dream USA, which supports people who were bought in the U.S. as undocumented immigrants when they were children. According to CNBC, Bezos has also donated significant sums to Seattle's Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center, the University of Washington Foundation, and Princeton University. Now and donations are good and are for good for tax purposes most definitely than sitting on the money because they're also making money from their investments most definitely and passive income investment income those types of things so a lot of investments are strategy a lot of donations excuse me a lot of investments are strategy like that i'm not going to say a lot of donations is strategy because that could be coming for the heart it depends but the donations also is it, it's, a, it's a bonus plus as a rates taxes bezos also supports some more unusual ventures like the long not known now foundation which seeks to build a giant mechanical 100 10 000, excuse me year clock underground in west texas okay so the clock is intended to be a symbol for long-term thinking, according to the tweet from Bezos. Bezos or vessels? Vessels be- is kisses. Is it? Is he Italian? Is it, the name sounds Italian. Are you pronounce it vessels. That's vessels. Kisses. So is it Bezos? Has been fascinated and inspired by NASA and space travel since watched, watching the Apollo moon landings in his childhood. I just got a message that the new moon has moved in. The new moon is in less than 24 hours, and we're talking about Bezos in the moon landing. Best Bezos. In 2013, Bezos founded the, and led an expedition to recover one of the rocket engines from an Apollo 12 mission from the floor of the Atlantic Ocean. Bezos' most ambitious venture may be Blue Origin, his space exploration company. Blue Origin has had several successful test flights of its reusable New Shepard rocket and is currently developing the larger, most reusable New Glenn rocket system intended to compete with Elon Musk SpaceX. Boys, toys, boys and their toys. And here is he sitting in the Blue Origin. In the long term, Bezos intends for the Blue Origin to support large-scale human human space flight with the goal of colonizing the the solar system. Okay, he's getting ready to put you all up to Mars like that. Now <laughs> He's like, I think some of you all need to move and live on Pluto like that. I'm just joking. In 2018, Bezos told Matthias Doffner, CEO of Insider's parent company, Axel Springer, that he considers Blue Origin's the most important work he's doing. So that's where his passion is. Indeed, Bezos told Daphne that he plans to spend his entire fortune on space exploration. So he's not going to donate his entire fortune. He's going to spend his entire fortune on space exploration, on his passion. And he says, I'm going to use my financial lottery winnings from Amazon to find that. And last February, Bezos announced a pledge to spend $10 billion to fight climate change. Biso also spends plenty of cash in his personal life. Now we're getting down to the nitty gritty. He threw a star studded birthday badge for his girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez, in December 2019. And Lauren is smiling and Biso is a grinning. Like that, I see a picture of them. While Biso still holds the title of the world's rich, I wonder if she calls him Vessels as a pet name. It's kid Bessels. While Bezos still holds the title of the world's richest man, per Forbes, Bloomberg's estimate pins him as the second richest man, following Elon Musk, who saw his net worth soar after Tesla entered the S and P 500 in December. Even as the coronavirus pandemic upended the American economy in March, Bezos has continued to get wealthier. In August, he hit a wealth milestone no one else has ever reached, and he's sitting down. Sporting a a like a denim long sleeve shirt, looking quite plain, brown belt, a pair of slats and a blazer, and on the street he would look just like an ordinary guy with this on. But does that matter? Amazon's share price has surged throughout the pandemic as America's practice social distancing to slow the virus spread and increasingly turn to Amazon's delivery service for daily necessities, making Bezos the first person in human history with a net worth of over $200 billion for Forbes. It has since dropped in $196.2 billion. Bezos doesn't plan to keep all of what he's added to his net worth so far this year, however. In April, he pledged to donate $100 to food banks banks facing shortages due to the economic crisis spurred by the pandemic. My own time now is wholly focused on COVID-19 and how Amazon can play its role. That's what he states, Bezos wrote in March. I want you to know, he states, that Amazon will continue to do its part and we won't stop looking for new opportunities to help. But Amazon's continued growth has drawn increasing scrutiny from lawmakers culminated in a historic antitrust hearing in front of the House Antitrust Subcommittee on July 29, where Bezos testified alongside Apple CEO Tim Cook, face, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, and Alphabet, Alphabet CEO Sander Pachai. In prepared testimony released on his blog the day before, Bezos argues that Amazon's size benefits consumers sellers in the U.S. economy economy, and that is and, and that it still faces competition from Walmart, Instacart Instacart, excuse me and Shopify. Now Bezos plans to step down as Amazon CEO and move into the role of executive chair of the Amazon board. He plans to focus on new products and early initiatives that is Mark, that is Bezos Jeff what's going on with him. So does it really matter what they're wearing? Last, and but not, last but not least, and I left Warren Buffett for last because I think he is the epitome of frugalness. But he's, I think he's 99. I don't, hell, I don't, I don't know, he might not, I don't know. And this is as of December 23rd, 2020, last year. I, think, I know he's older, so I don't know much about him, but I think that he is the epitome, the epitome of frugalness and what people call old money, where you can't tell the wealth, the person that will be wearing the sports coat with a hole in the elbow that their grandfather gave them, or that it got secondhand and they're holding onto that, or they bought it new and they're going to wear it and wear it and wear it until the seams come out of it, like that. But nonetheless, they are sitting on piles of cash. But they can be frugal. Like that. He's the one that eats at McDonald's and a lot of people get a kick out of that because he doesn't show his wealth and for a lot of people not showing the wealth it makes them feel less intimidated by wealthy people. But it means that they don't it doesn't mean that they don't have the wealth. You know looks are just pretenses. One but but I feel that he is most definitely frugal. But most old people are that don't have wealth either. Warren Buffett is the world because they remember they they lived through the depression. Warren Buffett is the world's sixth richest man. Here's how he notoriously, here's how the notoriously frugal billionaire spends his eighty four point six billion dollar fortune like that. Now, and a lot of them stay wealthy by holding on to it, and then a lot of them to get it to the extreme and be stingy. It depends, but you know, but they ha- wealthy people in the United States they have to. Donate money because it's going to help them with tax breaks and tax cuts. They have to do that. And a lot of them invest money. Warren, oh, he's 90. I stated he was 99. <laughs> he was 90, almost 91. It was in 2020. Okay. Warren Buffett, age 90, has some advice for the youth. Read extensively, polish your communication skills, and find a job you love, he states. That's his advice to the youth. That's the guidance he offered in a virtual commencement address on Saturday to students graduating from the University of Nebraska, Lincoln, his alma mater. Buffett would know all about success. The Bershaw Hathaway chairman and CEO is the sixth richest man in the world, with an estimated net worth of 84.6 billion, according to the Bloomberg Billionaire's Index, but you wouldn't know it from Buffett's frugal ways. Still living in the house he bought in the 1950s and driving an equally modest car, the Oracle of Omaha prefers to keep and grow his money rather than take it out of the bank. He eats McDonald's for breakfast every morning and borrowed furniture when his children were born. So that is frugal, frugal. And it could kind of be, some people may look at it, well, hell, that's just damn stingy orange company. That is not frugal. Okay, so now. And I think he's the one that when his daughter was born, he he made a cradle out of a out of a out of a, a dresser drawer or something. I don't remember, it may not be him, but it could be. Who knows?
2: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Now, Warren Buffett has a net worth of $84.6 billion, making him the world's sixth richest person. His net worth dropped by more than $20 billion to 6.67.6 billion in the first three months of 2020 due to the coronavirus pandemic. He's he's since regained the loss, but lost his spot as the world's third richest person. Doesn't really matter. That's what I added. Now, the CEO of Berkshire Hathaway began building his wealth by investing in the stock market at age 11. As a teenager, he was ranking in about $175 a month by delivering the Washington Post more than his teachers and most adults. He's been around for a long time. He had amassed an equivalent of $53,000 by the time he was just 16. He's been working all his life. But 99% of his wealth was earned after his 50th birthday. So there is the possibility. You usually, I remember in back in the day. I don't know if they still say that. They would say if you're back, if you're not a millionaire by the time you're 30, you could give it up. Not really, not in this day and age, you can't. Now, but 99 percent of his wealth was earned after his 50th birthday. He reportedly earned, and it's going to depend on investment. He reportedly earns as a salary a salary of 100 thousand at Berkshire Hathaway. He reportedly earns a salary of 100 thousand dollars at Berkshire Hathaway. And in 2013, Buffett made an average $37 million per day, more than what Jennifer Lawrence made the entire year. $37 million a day he was making. His wealth is greater than the GDP of Uruguay. But you wouldn't know Buffett is a billionaire by the way he spends his money. By the way, we see we were allowed to see him spend his money. I'll reword that for you, insider. He previously told CNBC and Yahoo Finances off the cuff. That he's never had any great desire to have multiple housing and all kinds of things and multiple cars. Buffett lives in a modest home in Omaha, Nebraska, which he bought for 31,500 in 1958. Adjusted for inflation is about 200, worth 276,700 in today's dollars. As of 2017, it was worth an estimated $652,000, dollars that he calls the third best investment he's ever made. I was about to state, that's one hell of an investment, you know? So it's not a $31,000 house that he's living in. It's a $652,000 house that he's living in. It was just purchased at $31,000 in the 50s. He lives in a $652,000 house, because that's what it's worth if he sells it. The home spans 6,570 square feet. It has five bedrooms and two and a half bathrooms. If you all want to chat, um, let me go pay attention to it. I haven't paid attention to it. You go ahead and chat and I'm going to go over there to you. Okay. Now, the home has 6,570 square feet. It has five bedrooms and two and a half bathrooms. It's also guarded by fences and security cameras. In 1971, Buffett purchased a vacation home in Laguna Beach, California for $150,000. Part of the gated community called Emerald Bay is walking distance from the beach. Part of a gated community called Emerald Bay. The beach is so beautiful, I'm looking at it. According to the listing, the home comes with a 9,264 annual association fee, so it's like a condo, which grants him access to the nearby amenities, like a pool and spa, picnic area, playground, and tennis court. It has 3,500 square feet of living space and six bedrooms. Buffett has renovated it since his initial purchase. It's quite nice on the inside. I'm looking at it. Each bedroom has, has its own in-suite bathroom. It's secluded and has plenty of wide open windows for views of the sea. Very nice. It's also secluded and in simply, decor- simply decorated. Miriam Buffett's simple spending habits. And yeah, simply decorated nice homes are so beautiful that have that are spacious. I love them like that. I love looking at them. He put it on, but it's what they're simply decorated with could be quite expensive, but it's like, it's simple. It's a little tad bit here and a tad bit there. I like the look. He put it on the market for $11 million in early 2017, but cut it down to $3 million later that year. So he bought it for $150,000, if I'm not mistaken, and he put it on the market for $11 million to sell, but he cut it down to $3 million later that year. So that was an investment and he most definitely got a good return. After nearly two years on the market, it finally sold in October 2018 for $7.5 million. So even though he initially put it for sale $11 million, he cut it down to $3 million, but it sold for $7.5 million. He bought it for 150000 if I'm not mistaken. Like that. Buffett also has a modest set of wheels. He previously drove a 2006 Cadillac DTS. In 2014, he replaced it with a Cadillac XTS, which has... An original starting price at $44,600. A lot of older people like Cadillacs and Lincolns. Now, he also buys beat-up cars like hell-damaged cars at reduced prices and is reluctant to replace them, his daughter Susie Buffett said in a BBC documentary. So he buys beat-up cars that are hell-damaged at reduced prices and is reluctant to place them. So is he remodelling them? Like that. The truth is, I only drive about thirty-five hundred miles a year. He stated. So I would buy a car very infrequently. But Buff- Buffett once told Forbes, "Okay, he once auctioned his car for seventy-three thousand two hundred. So his car that is, they said forty-four thousand. He auctioned it for 73,200. So he knows how to get a bang for his butt. So he's buying things that are frugal to a lot of people, like cars. But then he's selling it for a lot." And he buys, he bought the, the vacation home 150000 but he sold it for millions. So it's like, <laughs> so, so is, is he really, you know, is he really frugal? And he eats at McDonald's, so I guess that balances everything out for other people like that. That really makes him like one of us. His Lincoln Town Car once had a license plate that read Thrifty, a white Lincoln Town Car. Now Buffett doesn't spend much on technology, at least when it comes to his mobile phone. Until 2020, he had a flip phone instead of a smartphone, and people would like be like, "He's frugal. He's like us. He's not showing off his wealth." But yet he 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 he, he like bought a 150 dollar property and sold it for eleven for 7.5 million. He's a good investor and he's wealthy. The, the phone really doesn't matter like that, or the eating at McDonald's. Hell, who doesn't like McDonald's? Buffett isn't a fan of high-end designer suits. He only wears suits of which he owns about 20, made in China by designer Madame Lee. Now, Buffett tops off his style with an $18 haircut. Buffett eats the same thing every morning for breakfast, McDonald's. He spends no more than $3.17 on his order. I wonder how he tips because there's something going around that older people tip will tip you a dime and they like deals like that and they're most definitely going to make use of the senior citizen discount because sometimes thrifting could be them being stingy or it depends as it relates to their interaction with others they could be stingy you're the damn waitress he tips you a dime or 11 cents So is that Ozzie oh, an overall good guy? He also likes to treat his buddy Bill Gates to lunch at McDonald's, which he's paid for for the, with the coupons in the past. With coupons in the past, Buffett is also a thoughtful friend without spending a lot of money. He picks Gates up at the airport, calls him, and sends him news clippings via snail mail. Buffett also dines at the modest Gorette Steakhouse, his favorite. The menu ranges from three dollars to forty-one dollars. Buffett is also a fan of Coca-Cola. He has said he typically drinks five Coca-Colas a day, so you can imagine he spends more on the beverage than the average person. Compared to the other CEOs, Buffett doesn't spend a whole lot on his hobbies. He plays bridge for about 12 hours a week. Buffett also likes to hit the green for some golf, but he doesn't spend his money on fancy golf clubs. I'm a member of every golf club that I want to be a member of, he states. I'd rather play golf here with people I like than at the fanciest golf clubs in the world, he once said in a QA. But, but you don't, 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 everybody don't say, oh, he wants to be like us. No, because even to get a membership at the country club, you would have to have a certain amount of money still. So it's kind of like still rubbing elbows. But with the group of people from this specific Golf club that he actually likes is what he's stating. He also puts a lot of money towards books. He said he has a disgusting pile, he calls it quotation marks, of books by his charity. He spends eighty percent of his day reading. Buffett also loves to play the ukulele. Girls Inc. of o- Omaha once hosted a ukulele concert as a benefit for Buffett, in which they earned in which they earned three hundred and forty-four dollars and twenty-three cents in donations. Okay. He took the money and purchased 17 Hilo ukuleles for the group, but not without demanding a discount because he was buying in bulk. He he's even frugal when it comes to his kids. He fashioned a dresser drawer. Yeah, this is him. He fashioned a dresser drawer into a bassinet for his firstborn daughter Susie. For his secondborn Howard G. Buffett, he borrowed a crib. Buffett once spent $100 to take a Dale Carnegie course on public speaking. It helped him propose to his wife, he said. The one thing Buffett has splurged on is his private jet. He told CNBC, "It's the only thing that I do that costs a lot of money." But but that wouldn't be possible without his wise invested strategies. Investing tragedy. While 99% of Buffett's net worth is tied to Berkshire Hathaway, he invested the other 1%. He purchased shares in Wells Fargo a long time ago, but it's unclear what his stake is in the company. He also purchased 2 million shares in 8% stake in Cerritis Growth Properties for a total estimated cost of $73 million. He also owns an undisclosed amount of JP Morgan stock. He's said to be, that's Chase. He's said to be a fan of the bank's CEO, Jamie Dimon. Dimon. But not all his investments have been wise. Back in 1951, he bought a Sinclair gas station with a friend. The Texaco station across the street was more popular, and he lost $2,000 out of his $9,600 savings. Buffett spends most of his bids on philanthropy. He's considered one of the most generous philanthropists in the world, having donated more than $46 billion to causes since 2000 He teamed up with Bill and Melinda Gates in 2010 to form the Giving Pledge, an initiative that asked the world's wealthiest people to dedicate the majority of their wealth to philanthropy. In 2016, he donated $2.9 billion to various charities, including the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the Susan Thompson Buffett Foundation in order of his wife, great for tax breaks and tax cuts, even though it could be coming from the heart. Buffett, through the Susan Thompson Buffett Foundation, has donated tens of millions to the Planned Parenthood Federation of America and the National Abortion Federation. So he's a proponent of Planned Parenthood and abortion, and he he and his wife donate a lot, tens of millions. So you women that use that can continue to use it. He donated even more to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in 2018 around 2.6 billion worth to a Berkshire Hathaway stock. That same week he donated about 800 million to the Berkshire Hathaway stocks to the Susan Thompson Buffet Foundation. Buffett Foundation, excuse me, Sherwood Foundation, Howard G Buffett Foundation and Noble Foundation. So he's donated to the foundations that his children own. Also, Buffett donated another $3.6 billion in Berkshire Hathaway shares to those organizations in June 2019. In July of 2020, he made his 15th annual donation. He donated $2.9 billion to four family charities and the Bill and Melinda Day Gates Foundation. Buffett only plans to leave his kids $2 billion each. The rest of the fortune will be do- donated to philanthropic causes. He once said that he wants to leave his children enough money so that they will feel they could do anything in the world, but not so much that they could do nothing. Meaning he's going to leave them enough so that they could do anything that they want, but he's not going to leave them too much where they could just sit on their ass and do nothing. This is one good, this is one good money. This is one thing money does by for it perfectly. He said in a CNBC interview, Freedom. My life couldn't be happy, he stated. In fact, it'd be worse if I had six or eight houses. So I have everything I need to have and I don't need any more because it doesn't make a difference after a point. Just like I stated, people showing up that are wealthy with clothes on that look normal and not flashy, doesn't really matter. Until next time, that's my take on it. Bye.
2: 18 plus.